Attention. Attention in detail. Listen up and lead well. You're a VIP, giving you what you need to succeed. Be best you be in your own company. Attention detail one by one, step by step to get the job done. Pops are gonna break it down to you. I ask questions, get the show started further. Attention detail. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attention to Detail with Eric Bird. Moving your brand forward as artists, leaders, and influencers. I'm your host, Jason Bird. Today's episode, eight details on leading a worship team. This show is sponsored by VIP Consulting, Leadership Done Well. VIP trains leaders in the skills they'll need to take their organization to the next level. Vision casting, conflict resolution, staff and volunteer management, and more. VIP Consulting helps clients create an action plan and works alongside you to execute it. Experience what faith-based institutions, individuals, and organizations have come to learn. VIP Consulting gives you the VIP treatment. Go to ericbird.com for more information. And now, here's my dad, Eric Bird. You know, son, uh, I really enjoy doing these podcasts with you. And do you know why? I I don't know. Uh, It's not just because I love you. Mm. Not just because I'm hoping that uh, you will use this to further your uh, blossoming podcasting and broadcasting career so that one day when the world opens back up again and I want to turn on the telly to see the Yankees win their 38th world championship, you'll be at Yankee Stadium saying, there goes the Yankees again. But the reason why I love doing these podcasts with you is it gives me the opportunity to reference R&B tunes that you have never heard of. So I thought for the intro, I would give you Back Down Memory Lane. In fact, if anybody knows the artist without Googling it, uh, email me at eric at ericbird.com, whoever that artist was, and I'll give you a special VIP consulting gift. It very well may be a, a firm and hearty handshake. But you can't do that anymore because we're in the still still uh, recording in the land of COVID. But the point is, we're going to go back down memory lane. Now, before you were born, when your mother and I were just uh, uh, just starting out in this world, I began my very first job as, uh, I guess you could say as, now the black church calls them ministers of music. White churches seem to call them worship leaders. Whatever you call it, it's... Um, uh, an individual man or woman that is in charge of the music ministry at their church. And so I just turned 87 in oh, June. Wow. 87. Not accurate. Well, I look 93, but I feel Not. 20. I can still, you know, riddle you on a basketball court right quick. I can still take there care of you. There were three things wrong with that statement. Which was the third thing. It better not be that I can't beat basketball. you. Basketball. <laughs> you're taking up time. You can't, you're taking up time. The point I'm making is that way back in the day, um, I got my very first job as being responsible uh, for the music ministry at the church. Uh, and your mother ended up attending there too, a little church, Westminster, Maryland, called a Union Street Baptist Church. I had a wonderful time um, leading the people there. And probably the highlight of that tenure, and maybe still even in my career, is that your mother and I pretty much fell in love when we took a trip to Vienna, Austria. I remember telling my mother, God rest her soul, Mommy, I'm taking a choir to Vienna. And she said, Vienna, Virginia? I said, no, Vienna, Austria, across the across the pond, Mom. Um, and uh, so ever since I've been about 22, three I think when I got out of college and I took a year 
and then I started to cuss. So I'm going to say maybe 23, 24. Um, I've been doing music in churches on and off, all kinds of different churches. So these are just sort of worship leading 101 kind of things. These are just some things that I have found um, to just help you move your worship team down the road. There are some things that might be obvious. There are some things that uh, may be less than obvious, but I came up with just eight kind of, if I was teaching like a college class and I'd say, this is worship leading 101, this right. is uh, sort of the stuff that I would come up with. So we're going to come up with the eight details on leading a worship team, the eight details on leading a worship team. And of course, this assumes that worship is the music part. You know, your worship never ends. That's what the Bible says, that you never let anything get in the place of you worshiping the true God. That's if nice. I had some time, All right. if I didn't want to keep the podcast for about it. 20 minutes, I'll tell you about a man that I while we were yet sinners, he died. So next. <clears throat> so number one, eight wow. details, son, on leading a worship team. Number one. Lead your team. Okay. Obvious, but not so obvious. Lead your team. Okay, there is a reason why you are the leader. So that is a couple of different reasons, right? So you've either inherited a worship team because nobody else wanted a job or the last people got mad and they got pissed off and left, took their ball on home, and you ended up with the job because you're the only one that's uh, willing to do it. Or you're coming brand new into an environment where they have actually hired you from the outside. So you might be getting to know the church, you might be getting to know the worship team, you might be getting to know all the people that are there, um, but you're uh, the boss, you're in control of the ministry. So come up with a loving, spiritual, healthy way to make sure the team knows that you're the leader. Okay, you got to come up with some way for them to understand in a loving way, because remember, you're working with people and one of your best assets of working with people is to love people. Right. So you can't just come in and be like, look, y'all, I'm gonna run this team and it's going to be like that because I sit in there. Nobody, you know, I'm not you know, I'm, nobody's here for that. But you got to lead people in a way that inspires them to want to follow you. So um, you got to come in and you say, because uh, that's happened to me before. You say, really excited to be here, really excited getting to know you all. I just want you to know that the leadership team here, the senior pastor or your elder board or your deacons, whoever, you can just say your leadership team um, has humbly given me the responsibility of being responsible for what happens with the music portion of our of our church services. And so I'm really excited to get to know you so that we can do that in a better way. What you're doing in that regard is that you're letting everybody on the team know that you have backup. Okay, that's important for some of the knuckleheads. And we're going to talk about the knuckleheads somewhere around like point six or seven or eight. But you want to let make sure the knuckleheads know that when you go over my head to complain about how I made a decision that you didn't like, I have the support of the leadership that I'm supposed to make that decision. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. what will invariably happen is that you will become the editor of the newspaper and you're going to make a decision that somebody's not going to like. And so the person underneath you is going to go past you to the teacher and say, well, Jason is doing this. And last year, that's not the way we did it. And I would. And if the teacher is a good leader, if your pastor is a good leader, if your leadership team, if they are good leaders, they will say, that's why we hired Jason. That's why we hired Eric. That's why we hired you. If you have any problems with how he or she is doing it, 
make sure you take it up with that person first. So make sure that your team knows that you are the leader of that team. All right. Number two, write the vision, make it plain, write the vision. Make it plain. Where's Carl Taylor to tell like this? Make it plain. Uh, the Bible says that where the Bible says, for the Bible says that with this no vision, the people perish. That's Carl Taylor. Uncle Carl said that. Whether the Bible says where there's no vision, the people uh, perish. And so we've talked about this on another podcast, but there is a difference. There is absolutely a difference between leading and managing. Okay, that's not the same thing. Leading and managing are two different things. So decide where you want the team to go. So you pray for direction. You pray for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide your thoughts so that you can see where you want to go. I'm the kind of cat that's like, I'll watch YouTube or go to other churches and I'll go, well, what do they have that we can't do? Why can't we do that? How come, how come we can't have a three camera shoot? Why can't we have a worship team that has all these musicians? Why can't we have a worship night that has people engaged and why, why, what, what makes them different than us? So I'm always good for vision. I'm, 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 I'm great at vision stuff. I have to work on like getting the steps to get to the vision, but the vision stuff I'm good at. Uh, so I, cause I'm a visual person, I think. So I try to look down the road and go, okay, this time next year, I want to be A, B, C, D. I don't want to be doing the same songs we're doing today. I don't want to look the same way we look today. I want to be able to have us step our game up and do some, some brand new exciting stuff. So make sure that you have an idea of the vision. Make it plain, which means that you can explain it to the people on the team. And then... Uh, that will help you, uh, that will help guide your steps. Um, a lot of times when you're doing a puzzle or you're doing a, what is that called? What's it called, son, when you start and then it has an end and you have to try to find oh, your pet? Um, what's that? It's not a crossword, but what's that called? Where you The maps. Like a map thing. You know what I'm talking about. A lot of times I start at the end, right? So visually I'll start at the end and then I'll work my way back to the start. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's called. We have to figure out what that's called. That's going to really annoy me. That's called a who's a wizards. It's not even That's not what's called. What's number three? Close. Number three, excellence is the goal, not perfection. Okay, people aren't perfect. So if you are shooting for perfection, you're going to be disappointed every time. And I got news for you. Let me just uh, drop a dime on your dog on self. You, me, we are not perfect. So the goal should not be perfection, but excellence should be, uh, should be the goal. Okay, so... Recently, we were in church on Sunday and we were doing our music with uh, uh, with tracks and we we're playing live along with the track and the track failed. The track failed. So I had a decision I could have made right then. So right in the moment of the track failing, I could have said, well, it's not our fault that the music doesn't set this song doesn't sound good because the track failed. And that's not our fault because, of OK, it's an imperfect world. Tracks fail. It's no big whoop. Or I could have blamed it on technology or I could have blamed it on the virus that keeps um, our worship team from operating at 100 percent because we don't have a drummer bass player um, every Sunday. Or I could have blamed or I could or I could or or you could just say, you know what? The team was prepared. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. Technology failed. OK, what did we learn from that? Well, that was the one song that in our sound that in our sound check we did not test before we did our service on that was the one song we didn't do so what i learned from that is okay that's on me i'm the leader 
I'm going to take the hit for that one for it not to sound good. So now every Sunday, we're going to test every track. Even if we've done that song 40,000 times, we're going to test at least a minute and a half of every track to make sure that everything is going well. So excellence, that gets you to excellence, not perfection, because perfection you're going to be disappointed every time, all right? Doesn't that make sense, son? Isn't yeah, it lovely that, that we sense. do this together? Man, just loving that we're that I we love each other because you're my son. That nice. Sure. Wow, we're going to have a different <laughs> uh, host for the future episodes because Jason will be kicking rocks in the backyard. Okay. Oh, wow. uh, 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 number four. Pick a. I'm assuming that means representative. Oh, look at you. That's wrong. But I'm glad you made that guess. But just read it as it is. Pick rep you can actually do well. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's interesting that you pick representative. Okay. It is actually repertoire. Repertoire. Repertoire, as Bugs Bunny would say. Pick rep you can actually do well. Um, in the black church, uh, there are some artists and composers that are really, really phenomenal. Um, one that comes to mind out of the D.C. area is Richard Smallwood. Richard Smallwood has been uh, described as the J.S. Bach or the Beethoven or the Mozart of gospel music because his his choral literature is very intricate, it's beautiful, and it's just simply better than everybody else's. Richard Smallwood, uh, I mean, a lot of people use the word genius nowadays, but it really is genius type stuff. I mean, he is just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man. Um, he had a song, gosh, maybe 10 years ago now, actually, I'm going to say maybe 20 years ago. That's how old I am. Long time ago, um, called Total Praise. When Total Praise hit the neighborhood, Jason, every black church in the world was doing Total Praise, okay? About 30% of white churches were doing Total Praise. That's great for Richard Smallwood. I hope he got paid all those times. <laughs> you know how many times I've heard an awful version of total praise probably as many times as people have tried to do it and the reason why is when you're richard smallwood you have access to the best singers the best musicians the best of everything because you're richard smallwood okay you're in a right. local church you may not have a soprano that can hit an f an octave and a half above middle c now your mother can hit an f but you know you may not be able to have a soprano that can hit an F that high where you are the source of my everybody can't sing that high. So don't select your music based on, Oh, this is in the top 10 of iTunes or this is in, you know, this is real popular on Spotify or this is what all the churches are doing. So I have to, if you can't do it, don't do it. <laughs> like that seems obvious to me, but I can't tell you. How, I mean, we're not going to name them. We, we cannot name them, Jason. Oh, wow. We cannot name them. But we uh, experienced mm -hmm. a worship team, and it was less than perfect. Is that Would that be a fair assessment? I would say that's accurate. Okay. And maybe it's because maybe you really can't pull off those. I mean, pick songs you can do, y'all. You don't have to do like Handel's Messiah with seven tenors and an alto, and wow. one of them is like your 12-year-old cousin. Like, you have to actually have the horses to play and do what you do. And if you can't do that, make a different choice, which leads us to, what is it? Five. Cinco. Cinco for my Spanish brothers and sisters in the, in the house. Resource yourself with help. 
So I get paid from none of these places, but I will just tell you that, um, and I'm, I cannot find a polite way of saying this, so I'm just going to say it, all right? I'm just going to. I'm just going to write the vision, make it plain. I can't wait. If you're doing some church music and it's not done well, that's just because you're lazy. Honestly, it, you're just lazy. There are so many resources that I am just skimming the surface on that will help you be excellent. That if you suck, that's really your fault. I'm sorry. It's your fault. Like, I mean, praise charts, praisecharts.com has just about every chord chart for every song ever done in the Christian sacred music realm. Multi-tracks. By the way, a lot of these things, a lot of these things, if not all of them, you have to pay for, but the fee is so minimal that it's like, it's right. an investment in making yourself, um, you know, execute whatever plan you have. Multi-tracks. You can rent tracks of the original tracks from the recording so you don't have to just try to sound like one of these big time churches that have a recording budget and all that stuff you can actually rent their individual tracks which by the way come with background vocals you could be one person let's say your bass player and your drummer and your strongest singer they got mad child that you the worship leader and oh, they wow. didn't get to they didn't get the gig and they mad at you girl so they they upset I'm not I'm not going to that church no more I wish they would call me to do something I they not going to be they not going to know what to do on Sunday for work I'll just take my ball and go on home you know what you can go on multitracks.com download the whole band everybody plays in tune everybody plays the right part and you can worship leave all by your dog on self Okay, worshiponline.com gives tutorials and videos. YouTube gives videos on how to play the guitar part. Resource yourself with help, y'all. And let me just also plug that as the founder and CEO of VIP Consulting, this is what I do. I go to different churches. Mm -hmm. I go to friends and peers, and I talk to them about how to resource your team so that you can uh, uh, serve God with excellence. So that's number five. Six. Weed your garden now. So uh, this is another thing that be I don't know why this is controversial for the church, but like you have to get the unhelpful people and we all know who they are. A moment of silence for them. Let's drop the mic. Pour one out. You have to get the unhelpful people off your team as soon as possible. You have to get them off the team. The reason why is because they will poison the rest of your team. They will actually make the rest of your team worse. So the people that are not helpful, the people that are not willing to submit to authority, the people that are not willing to do what you ask them to do, the people that don't want to come to rehearsal, that show up on Sundays or at your worship services unprepared, the people that undermine or have a question for everything that you say, those are people you have to get off your team. AS. I don't mean like like soon you I, you can pray about it, but get them off the team first, then pray if you made the right decision. I cannot underscore that enough. These people will absolutely undermine your ministry and make your life and make ministry exponentially more difficult than it has to be simply because uh, you kept them on the team because you feel like it's church and they're a volunteer. And so there should be a place for everybody. For all of you church people to think that you can't have a standard in church, right? Mm -hmm. And you can't hold people to standards and we just have to take people's stuff because it's a volunteer thing and you can't pay everybody. Let me ask you this. Do you take volunteers to preach on Sunday? No. Do you take volunteers to co collect and count all the money? No, because you want to make sure those people are trustworthy. There's some vetting process, right? right? Do you do you let volunteers have keys to your front door? 
and let just anybody in the church and let leave the doors unlocked and let anybody have access to your building? No. So then why are we okay with letting volunteers ruin your worship ministry? Why are we okay with that? Why are we okay with people disrespecting the leadership and who God places in authority? Why are we okay with that? I say, don't be. Weed your garden and get rid of those people in the name of Jesus lovingly right away. Seven. Embrace conflict. If you have no conflict on your team, you are not leading them well. So embrace the conflict. Explain to them that you're moving toward a new thing. And then listen to the podcast that we're going to do on, you know, how to de-escalate conflict. But embrace the conflict. Know that conflict is coming. Don't go into any job thinking that if um, everybody is okay, um, if you're not hearing anything, then you must be doing a good job. No, if you're not hearing anything, it might be because you're doing a crappy job because conflict comes with change before God promotes you to the next level. There has to be a, a, a growth process to grow. That's conflict. So you have to be able to embrace conflict, know mm -hmm. that it's coming, embrace it, deal with it, and then get higher. And then what's our last one? Acknowledge wins along the journey. Okay. So, um, every time that, that person that comes late to your rehearsal if they come to your rehearsal two times in a row on time, when rehearsal's over, celebrate that. Hey, Jason, you came to rehearsal on time. I know you're busy. I know the time is not like a strength of yours. I really appreciate the effort that you're making come to rehearsal. It honors the rest of the team. It honors what we're doing here. It honors all of us. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. Okay. Acknowledge wins along your Hey, guys, remember a month ago when we tried this song and it sucked? Listen how good that sounds. Listen how good we sounded on Sunday. And it was just six weeks ago. We couldn't even do that song. We couldn't even get through it without messing up. Acknowledge wins along the journey. Remember when we used to be like twice this big, but we weren't really seeing any results and we had a lot of problems. Now look, a year later, we're half as big, but we're actually changing. We're a part of a process of changing hearts and changing minds and making things better. Like this is really good, guys. Celebrate the wins along the journey. Okay. Uh, let's have a little recap. Here are the eight details on leading a worship team number one lead your team lead your team make sure your team knows that you're the leader okay you're there for a reason two write the vision make it plain i'll just sing it for you write the vision where there is no vision <laughs> the people perish okay that's all i'll give you three excellence is the goal not perfection yeah we're not perfect people so just try to be excellent four pick repertoire well, you can you. actually do well. A pick what was that word? I don't know what that was. Repertoire. That's my baby. Number five. Resource yourself. Yeah, resource yourself would help. There's a lot of help out there. Resource it. VIP consulting. Number six. Weed your garden now. You got to get, that's Jim, what's that cat's name? Jim Collins. Good to great. Get the right people on your bus as soon as possible. Get the wrong people off your bus as soon as you can. Okay, weed your garden. Number seven. Embrace conflict. Explain that you're, moving, that you're moving toward a new thing. Embrace the conflict of the people that have trouble figuring out what that is. Help them understand what that new thing is. And then number eight, finally. Acknowledge wins along the journey. Yes, celebrate all the times that you get a win, when people show up on time, when they serve with excellence, when you're doing harder repertoire, when, I don't know, you 
are no longer just singing in church on Sundays, but maybe you're going out into the community and you're and you're singing there, or you're performing there, or you're ministering there, and it's going well. And you know, celebrate wins. Have instead of having a rehearsal one night, have a pizza party. Have a time where you play games. Invite people to each other's house. You know, people won't care what you know until they know that you care. All right. Thanks, Dad, and thank you for listening to Attention to Detail. We'll be uploading new podcasts every week, usually on Mondays, and you should be able to find us wherever you get your podcasts. Write a review and like us. You can also follow our sponsor, VIP Consulting, at ericbird.com, my dad's trio at ericbirdtrio.com. This content will upload to the Eric Bird Trio YouTube page, and show notes can be found at ericbird.com slash blog, where you can also follow the show on VIP Consulting, Twitter, and Facebook pages. What's the last detail you want to leave our listeners with, Dad? So leaders, creatives, influencers, you cannot lead anyone to a place you've never been. So be the team that you want others to join or engage with, and the rest will hopefully take care of itself. Thank you again for listening to Attention to Detail with Eric Bird. Moving your brand forward as artists, leaders, and influencers. I'm Jason Bird. Until next time. Attention.